0: This is Homie and the Dude, the father and son MMA and TTRPG podcast, and the best destination to get your NPCs across all of the planes. Today we're bringing you another episode of DD Diaries. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> and um this week we're talking about building your first city, something that we put off doing for quite a while. Um, but eventually after last episode, where our players uh battled in a pirate arena, managed to um, uh, escape with their lives, um, proceeded towards the People's Republic, uh, our first city in the Sky Realm. Um, So we want to talk to you about the process of how we did it and um, we put it off for a while um, but eventually when we did do it, I took a bunch of advice that I'd seen across many different platforms across the internet. Lots of advice from uh, different content creators about how to make your first city. And I kind of amalgamated all of them into one new style that, I, that I've kind of put in. Um, and so far it's worked really well for us. The city's ended up really nice. Though it's still very much an evolving thing. And I would say a lot of D&D should be an evolutionary thing. It shouldn't be... Strong set from the outset, but don't get me wrong—that's just my style. Um, but people do it in different ways. So, go on. so, so you're saying that we're going to be talking about something we did right? Maybe
1: <laughs> something that we're gonna we're gonna share lessons learned that are actually working for us instead of disasters that we're going to
0: yeah and i think this is how you know we talk about failure and learning you know we struggled with lacrima in that we overpacked it we filled it with everything we knew every inch of like the how tall the blades of grass were you know we didn't know that but you know got it professionally designed like it was as buffed out as possible yeah we knew as much about that as we possibly could down to you know what NPCs was where at all times and like, what the building smelled like, and we wrote all of that shit down and we had it all like written out and stuff and went way too deep. So what we learned from that is this time we were gonna ease off a lot and allow it to be an organic building of this city with the players because uh, something that I've really learned is D&D is very much a collaborative storytelling thing and it's something that, um, as a DM, it's grown on me that part of this whole process and so, what I wanna do now is have the players have opportunities to add things to my world, to create things that they see, things that they encounter, things that they experience and stuff like that, because um, it does make them more immersed, uh, as well as also it adds some stuff to the world that I created without me even like knowing. Sometimes it's surprising stuff. Um, but the way we worked on our city is we started with large and worked our way down to small Um, and by small we mean uh, it came down to small buildings um, but uh, locations but it was nothing like to the detail that we went into when we did lacrima and it was mostly sort of story driven wasn't it so
1: the large city was not as much story driven we needed to create a, a city we imagined kind of how big it would be But then when we started getting down into the details, it was like, okay, where are some potential places that
0: the PCs, the NPCs could be located? That type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so um, what it started with was we found a map. We, We were like, okay, how big is this city? And let's talk about a map that can relate to this. So we talked about the size and how big we want it to be. And we kind of came to the equation that it's probably about the size of New York. It's a pretty big city. So we actually went and grabbed a map of New York. Of Manhattan. Of Manhattan, yeah, yeah, yeah. of central Manhattan. And um, what we did was we basically took the outline of that and just put that in a document itself. And then we looked at that and we were like, okay, so now we've got our island. We've got what it looks like. We've got the edges of it. We stripped
1: out all the streets, all the... I mean, we kept a couple very, very broad stroke, like uptown, midtown, downtown. But everything else was stripped out.
0: Exactly, and so we basically, like, divided it then, like Tom said, into more, like, harsher borders throughout the, uh, like, almost different boroughs of the city, so we plugged in, you know, this is uptown mixed with the Imperial District all of this uptown section and then you know midtown um, is going to be below uptown and uh, midtown is going to contain most of the chaos and then below midtown is the industrial bit because a lot of airships come here and you know they're going to need repairs they're going to need things like that so there's an industrial part of the city called gnome city um, and then below that is downtown. Um, We broke that all up. because we needed different places for different things that we knew were going to happen in the story. We needed a place for the Imperials and the Carlisles, who is the noble uh, daimyo family that run this uh, city. Um, And then we also have, uh, like, downtown, so we knew that we were going to have the bathhouse where the mafia operate out of. Um, So bits and bobs all formulated, you know, pieces of this functioning, living organism that is this island. Even, we even had, uh, well, we had... A, a
1: in a sense a, a way for the PCs to or to arrive on their airship onto the the island. So um yeah, some sort of like
0: dock system, custom added,
1: system. Yeah, yeah, we
0: added a, we added like a little dock on the outside. Out, like So we had the main Manhattan Island and then we added like another little island, which was a dock island for airships. They then had bridges leading onto the main island going into like uptown, midtown and downtown and another bridge heading into the red light district. Um, and we basically then from there were like, okay, we've got all these subsections and based on the plot that we were on, which is our players you know, are heading towards the city to go um, inform someone about someone's death and tell them that, they've, that they know of, of um, a stone or a gem that uh, has been found and is very, um, very valuable to many people because it can be used as a weapon. Um, so because of that, we knew there was places, locations that we needed in the map itself so like i said we started with the map really big then we did the burrows and broke it down into its different sections um, and then from there we we're like okay um, what else do we need here and we came up with cool well we need the bathhouse where the mafia operate out of so we we're like that's downtown so we'll just kind of plot that in somewhere and uh, it, we can move it if we need to but we'll plot that in there for now Um, And I think we actually had it on the other side of the island originally, and we've now moved it. We had it on the west side, and we've now moved it to the east side of the island. Um, Reservoirs, we we situated reservoirs across the island,
1: which mm. are a big part of sort of the backstory of the city. But we we didn't, I think to our credit, we didn't railroad like, okay, they're gonna come here, then they're gonna go there, then they're gonna go here. It was just like, okay, these are options. Yeah, these are locations that have significance. That if they choose to go to these locations, we're kind of ready for it. It's
0: it's almost like we chose locations where, like, cool. Where can plot happen? It's like where, outside of just being in the street, can plot happen? What for us currently without. You know, the other stuff that we will add in is as the city begins to grow with the players exploring it and interacting with people and having encounters and whatnot. So we were like, cool, the bathhouse, there's going to be plot there because they're going to come across the Mafia pretty early on due to the fact that the person who set them on their mission um, was like a a subsidiary to the Mafia. He was like a a, a subsection of the Mafia. so we knew that had to be there. We also, uh, like Tom said, added water reservoirs in each um, like district, so uptown, midtown, uh, downtown. Um, and this is because uh, in our world, water is a resource that is very finite um, and uh, this island is situated below uh, actually another island that is feeding it water from the rainfall that it gets above. Um, so it's called the Thirsty City, the People's Republic, this this island, that, this first city that we built. Um, and so there's not much water on the island bar what is supplied from the, the island floating above it. So these water reservoirs contain the uh, water that is distributed to the population um, on a weekly basis. Uh, so we're like, well, we need to have water reservoirs. How do the people across the city get their water when the Imperials supply it to them? Um, So we added some water reservoirs where water is transported to and then distributed to the public on different days of the week. But also just like
1: general things, there's a library. Well, where's the library go? Well, it probably should go somewhere like around uptown.
0: And we actually didn't have a library until that was brought up in the session. I didn't didn't even have that created at that point. Yeah, so that's a really good point. Yeah, That
1: is a great point right there.
0: Yeah, so like we we plotted a bunch of these like main sections. We added like a tavern that was originally called the Oasis and became the fishbowl later on. So again, I'm trying to show you, it evolves as we're creating it and as our players interact. So, we originally had it called the Oasis, but um, decided against it and changed it to the Fishbowl. We thought it was a little bit funnier. Um, and uh, what tom was talking about is uh basically we we have a library now in the city um called the oh my god i can't remember it's got a ridiculously long name it's the imperial library of like excellent intelligence and knowledge or something (laughs) ridiculous like that and um the uh the players basically when they got to the island they did a bit of exploring and for me i i I was a bit railroady up until this point and I said to Tom, the moment they step into this island, it's sandbox, they can do what they want, I don't care, the players can operate as they please, they can choose where they wanna go, they can interact with who they want to. I'm gonna just throw some things at them, if they wanna do it, they can do it, if they don't, they don't have to. And so, with that, At one point, one of our our, our bard, our elven bard, um, decided that she wanted to go find out more about the city um, at the library. And so I didn't have a library plotted. I didn't think it was an extremely valuable point. Um, When I was making the city, I I wasn't sure there was gonna be any need for it. So there was no need to create it at the time. However, um, our bard decided to go check it out. um, And thus two or more players ended up going with her as well. Um, so I built the library there on the spot and I was, you know, allowing them to interact with the library and allowing it to grow. Lauren, uh, the bard was like, you know, is, is there any sort of like restricted section or anything like that? And in my head, I, as I was building it and describing it to them, I hadn't put in a restricted section, I was like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> there's a restricted section at the back. Yeah, for sure. You can see a, a sign actually hanging that is uh, pointing to an area that says uh, restricted section uh, staff only. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, so. And the library could end up being a, a, a bigger piece of this story
1: than, than we, we never imagined a library, and now it's turning into possibly a, you know, sort of like a touchstone for the
0: players. Exactly, and now there's an NPC in there as well, there's a ghost satyr woman, a spectral-like satyr that, uh, that is the head librarian that the players now know and stuff, and it's, it's one of those things, and, and what I really want people to get out of this, this video is, you know, one, how to build a city which is start big, work your way down to, you know, sections of the city, so boroughs or districts or, uh, um, you know. Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, exactly. Then go to, cool, what are key locations where you believe plot is definitely gonna happen in your city or is likely to go down? Um, Bang those in. Um, And then uh, from there, what we did actually was we went to themes, so we started looking at, what each section of the city was like. So we basically styled our uptown as like very um, East Asian and um, upper class Middle Eastern. Um, So everyone's walking around in like white linen, uh, cloth wrappings and um, a lot of like kimonos and things like that as they're walking around with like sun hats and things like that because it's one of the few places in the city that gets sunlight. Um, Midtown is a lot more like grungy. It's the hustle and the bustle of the city. So um, we had it a bit more flavorful. There's lots of beautiful smells down here. You always can smell beautiful food in Midtown, especially if you're near the main open-air market in the center of it. Yeah. Um, You know what else you did that was really nice is for each of those sections you layered in
1: a musical theme as well
0: yeah when we were looking at cool like what does what does downtown feel like and this is something when we're writing it we're like okay so what does downtown look like what does it smell like what can you hear and what does it feel like and like what is the vibe kind of thing and so Downtown is Rage Against the Machine for us. We have Rage Against the Machine for downtown. Uh, Midtown is uh, like uh, jazz. it's like 20s jazz music. It's a bit more like funky kind of uh, jazz music, uh, and sometimes I mix in a, a, a little bit of like Indian funky music in there as well. Um, Uptown is like beautiful um, Japanese like lute music and uh, smooth sitar kind of tunes and things like that. Really and, peaceful and like yeah. Eloquent yeah. and like beautiful. And so each part of the city now has a theme and a vibe. So now, if you look at what we have, all of that, if you look at what we have, we've got boroughs, how those boroughs are, what they look like, we've got the locations within those boroughs. The only thing that's now missing is the characters. That's something we're going to talk about in the next video. But what I want you to take from that is you can start big, bring yourself down to small, and straight away there without any characters. If, if you had characters to put in the city, your city's done, you can run it. You can run it there and then you've got
1: yeah. what
0: you need in terms of um, the, the building blocks of your city are there. You might go, wow, that's not a lot of stuff. You know, you've got maybe 10, five to 10 locations plotted across the map, um, a couple of boroughs and how it kind of feels. Well, yeah, because you want your players to have this freedom to grow. And like Tom said, you know, to have that ability to go to a library that I haven't invented and force me to improv that on the spot and it create a beautiful library that they now enjoy going back to and yeah. have returned to since.
1: And there's, um, there's places on the map that have been plotted that they haven't gone to. Mm-hmm. Their visas are gonna expire soon or are expired. So there's a, there's a central office for that. There's other locations where we built them out, they may go there, they may not go there, but, and they may continue to surprise us and, and create, and that's, I think, another point, whether it's the city or NPCs, to just have enough space so that you have a librarian that you pulled out of thin air. But we've also built some NPCs that can interact in other spaces, which, we'll, you know, we'll talk to.
0: hundred percent, and like, for example, another way that your city grows is through plot, like, ah, there's a character in our world called Uma Carlisle. She's one of the noble. She's the one of the nobles in our in our city, um, and she's she's a little bit rambunctious and she kind of goes against uh, the nature of her father. And she's a bit of like a, a rocker chick, badass. And um, I didn't know that downtown, deep, deep in downtown, it was like desolate and like barren because there was a famish there a long time ago. There was a, there was a, a period where the Imperials starved some of the people in, in the base of the island to gain more control over them. And um, I didn't know that until I created that part of the city because she was taking the characters there in the next session. And I didn't create her little personal nook which is hidden in the wall of the city that she's found, um, as far away from her family's house as possible. Um, and you know, it's one of those things. There, I built this stuff because plot was leading you. You guys had met Uma, you talked to her, she'd invited you somewhere. I was like, cool. Where does she take you once you guys get there with her? She takes you here and shows you this and that. And it means that the city ends up growing through the story that your players are telling. It doesn't have to be your players like, ooh, I discovered this, or you know, I wanna go here and you haven't created that yet. It can be, wow, you meet this character and they take you to this location. That location now needs to be created because they're taking you somewhere. For example, um, our players are gonna be heist very soon, where they're going to be going to one of the uptown reservoirs, uh, breaking in, stealing some water, and also liberating one of their companions that is currently trapped in jail. Um, that's all gonna happen at once because the uh, the guards have cells up on the Uptown Reservoir. Um, so that is gonna be something that I haven't created. I haven't made the Uptown Reservoir yet. I know it's on the city, I know it's there, but I haven't made it yet, so I need to plan that. We need to document the rooms. We need to know you know, what's in that building for you guys to be able to conduct the heist. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I
1: think to your point, like. We don't know who's going to be involved in that, whether it's all the players, whether it's some of the players. We did think that um, everyone was going to eventually get to um, the the mafia sort of headquarters, the, um, the bathhouse. The, the bath but it turned out that a couple of players didn't go there nice. you know, because they were doing something else. And so now some of these plot lines are <laughs> wide open. So who the hell knows Like when we get to the heist, who's going to go on the heist? Is something else going to take more precedent than the heist for a mm. while. That's
0: really cool, yeah. that's, that's sort of evolving in that way. Exactly, and so it, the openness is really what allows your world to grow. So like I said, start big, get smaller, work your way down until you've got your themes, what you know what the city feels like. Bring it alive. And then populate that bad boy with some beautiful characters. But we'll talk about creating your first characters um, and NPCs and stuff like that in the next episode. We really look forward to getting into that because it's something that we're really diving into. We've been creating a bunch of free NPCs uh, for you guys out there to use and are gonna be creating some NPC packs with fully stat blocked uh, NPCs for you guys as well uh, coming up soon. But we'll get into that next episode and then we'll talk about as well how we then connected those NPCs into that city uh, and how that then began to flow. But guys, it's been, an awesome episode of D&D Diaries. Um, we hope that this structure for building the city helps you. You know, going from large, uh, working out your boroughs, plotting your locations, finding your themes um, and uh, and your feels for each location, uh, each like burrow, um, and then going from there. We hope that really helps you on your end because um, it did wonders for us on ours. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you in the next one. Uh, this has been Homie and the Dude, the father and son, MMA and TTRPG podcast, and NPC creation team. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff for you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger, um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries <laughs> for the camera. <laughs> yes! You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking following the page and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That is what really makes a difference to us.